Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. good to be here. I, you know, that, that moment in the last song when we all just went there, how good was that? Was that good? Who, who loves just basking in the presence of God? I love it. It's, it's the, my favorite place. It's my definite favorite place. When I'm in the presence of God and I, I, I just am, I just, I'm just floating, I'm just there. And you know, people talk of God turning up in meetings. People talk of God turning up in meetings. And that, do you know what? I, I've been getting this, uh, uh, I guess, a revelation. Do you know what? I believe that God is here like that at all times. His presence like that is available to us all the time. And how did we get into that place? How did we actually get there? This is a side note. I'm about to start preaching soon. But this is something that's been burning on my heart lately. It's like, flip. This, this, is, this, is, this is real. And it's like, we come and, and sometimes we, we just stand here and we start singing songs and we're not really engaging. But we're there, we're singing songs and then we... Then we realize, we remember a long time ago when we encountered the presence of God and it's like, wow, that was awesome. Oh, he must not be here right now. No. He's here all the time. He's here all the time. How do we get into that place? I'll tell you what happened. Let me, let me break down what just happened a, a few minutes ago. The worship team were doing such an incredible job at stirring our faith because they were leading by um, worshipping God and they were entering his presence by faith. And as we saw them do that, something in us started to stir and our faith began to stir. Look, wow, look at them, they're, they're, they're worshipping God. Oh, uh, and all of a sudden our faith engaged. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're in the presence of God. When, how, do we, how do we get in the presence of God? How do we access God? How do we connect to God? It's by faith. And in those moments when we, we're all there... I love it because to me, I know, I, I get this feeling that it's not just me going there. You can tell when everyone comes together in faith. There's a different flavor, isn't there? There's a different flavor when all of a sudden you're with God and you can have the most incredible personal times with God. I believe this. And you can experience the presence of God in such a profound way. But something that is even more profound for me personally is when I know that I'm encountering the presence of God, not alone, but with a whole church. And there's something so different about it. I remember one of the most incredible moments in my life where I experienced God and His presence was when Delirious were at the, um, uh, the Acer. And it, the, everyone was engaged with faith. Everyone was accessing the presence of God by faith. And I have never felt such a... In, that was an incredible moment in my life. I'll never forget that moment where the presence of God was there. And you know what happens in those moments? I believe things happen. It's not just for an, an awesome euphoric feeling. I believe that 
um, God begins to bring uh, definition inside of us. He can download uh, dreams and visions. All sorts of stuff can happen in those moments. And so what I want to just quickly encourage you before I started was, been on a big tangent just there, is that every Sunday there is an opportunity for us to access that presence when we come in with faith. If you come to a church service with no faith, man, what's the point? Hey, I'm not just having a go at you because I've done that before. It's like, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I miss out. When I come to church with no faith, I miss out every time, every time. But when I come with faith, something happens. There's a transaction. Come to church with faith and all of a sudden the, the preacher's not so boring. Um, you know, come, come to church with faith and you actually receive wisdom, pearl, pearls of wisdom. You receive revelation from the message. I've been to church since I was a little boy and, and I can easily switch off in a preach easily switch off i've done it i've been doing it since i was a boy but when i come and engage with faith i don't switch off i start to receive the word of the lord you can take as much as you want from a church service and it's all to do with engaging with faith so i'm going to read a a scripture and if we could get it up it's 1 timothy chapter 6 verse 12 and i want that to be left up for the majority of this preach Um, actually leave it up for the whole preach until i put out a scripture at the very end the scripture says fight the good fight of faith take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses what fight I love fight I, I, I love how we're watching the state of origin real men I love that I love I've always loved fighting but not brutal fight not like um, you know uncalled for fighting but the sport of fighting I love martial arts I love boxing grappling I love that all. I, it's the sport not, not just a sense of, it, there's rules and regulations the sport of fighting. I love that. Garth and I used to box back in the day. Remember this one, Garth? I don't remember that one. No. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't remember it. <laughs> I was with my friend Garth and then he was no more. Um, no, no, no. I love it. I love fighting and there's so many cool analogies. Paul uses the uh, analogy of fighting numerous times in the new script, in the new new scriptures the new testament and i love that imagery i really do um so fighting the good fight of faith what does what does that look like sometimes you you think of that and it it stirred all these questions in my mind fight the good fight of faith so there is a fight of faith going on um and and it's like what i was explaining at church when we come there's a fight over us do we engage with faith do we fight uh, with faith or do we not fight with faith and sometimes when i and i begin to i thought about it a little more it's like fighting the good fight of faith fighting the good fight of faith um how do i fight with faith okay so i fight with faith a lot of the times and and I, i just started thinking i was like 
we, could it be as simple as this? Could it be as simple as this? Sometimes in our life we, we think, oh, what do we have to do to win this battle? Could it be as simple as just believing God for who he is and who he is to us? Sometimes we're, we're trying to think like, man, how do I do this fight? What do I have to do? Sometimes I think it can be as simple as just believing God, just believing Him, believing the words that He says for our life and believing that He is like Andrew and Garth have preached lately, that God is big, He is all-powerful, He's completely able. And, And believing that in all of His great might and all His great power, that He is very interested in you personally, in you specifically, and that his love is so strong towards you. Sometimes when we're, we're in battle, we're in a battle, and we can forget that because why? Because there is a battle. So if there's a fight of faith, that implies that the opposition is trying to get us to not use faith. So when we're in our spiritual life and, and we're going through tests and trials, and when we're in battle mode, we lose faith. Do you know what I find? Because I, I, I enjoy fighting and I've engaged in fights, sport fights, not stupid fights, sport fights. There's something I know about fighters. If they lose their will to fight, they will, they will be finished quicker than you can imagine. Some of the greatest fighters may not have the best technique, may not have the most knowledge, but they have the will to fight. They have the will to fight. And that, that heart, they call it heart. That's what they call it. A fighter's will to fight is the fighter's heart. And as long as they've got their heart up and strong, they'll be in the fight. They'll be in it. But when they lose heart, when, they, when they've got weak heart, they will, they will finish really quick. And it's like this with faith, the fight of faith. Our faith is like our heart in a fight. So as soon as we are engaging with faith, our heart's up. We're in the fight, baby. Trust me. When you have your faith engaged in your battle, there's, there's, you're in it. And, and you're going to win it, actually. But as soon as you disengage faith in, in the battle, you'll get finished so quick. You'll get finished very quick. It's the fight of faith. I believe uh, we get a significant, almost unfair advantage in all of our battles when we engage with faith. It's the battle's won. The battle is won. When we engage with faith, it's like, I don't know, I'm just getting this... Of course, I was talking to Doug the other day. I remembered Mario Brothers, and now it's all coming back to me. And You know when you get the star in Mario Brothers? Is it, who's got a Super Nintendo or anything like that? I'm preaching to young adults. I can see a lot of them, and everyone's looking at me going, Mario. That, I know that I'm turning 30 on Thursday now. I know. So anyway, Mario's this computer game guy, and when he gets the star power, he becomes invincible. And nothing can beat him, and he, and he wins every time. And when we engage with faith, and we keep the faith, and we fight the good fight of faith, we will win every time. Our circumstances 
might not end up the way we always wanted, but ultimately we win every time. Yeah, fight the good fight of faith. It's, it's a great scripture. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight. Fight that good fight. Um, imagine what your spiritual life would look like if you decided to believe God and everything He is and believe all His intentions and promises towards you. Imagine fighting the good fight of faith and fully believing everything that God is and everything that He has for you. It makes, it, it, it makes the fight almost easy, in a sense. Fighting the good fight of faith. Got to keep the faith. I'm not saying that the, the fight is easy, but I, I'm saying that the, the outcome of the fight, some of the greatest fighters, they go through fights and they come out looking pretty bad, but they win and they've gotten the victory. And it's incredible. And it's incredible. Um, God is always there and his love for you endures forever. We must not forget that and put our faith in that. We must fight everything else that tries to come between us and that love and grace given through faith in Jesus Christ. So we're very aware. We're very aware that there is a fight. And the, and the fight is to get our faith out of God and into anything else. Faith in ourselves, faith in our friends, faith in money, faith in whatever. There's a fight of faith, a good fight of faith happening. And, and I believe the, the plan of the enemy is always to try and get your faith out of God. Because when your faith is in God... You, you, you be, remember I was talking about maximum potential a couple of messages ago? You achieve your maximum potential when, when, when we engage every circumstance uh, with faith. And so the enemy always wants your faith not to be in God because when you do, you're not so strong. When your faith is in God, you, re, you, can, you can actually get to maximum potential in every situation. So there is a fight. And... Um, we're, we're very aware of that. But I just want to move on to the next verse. Uh, not the next verse, but the next part of the verse. Um, it says, Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So we're in the fight. Now we got, and we've just got to take hold of this eternal life to which we were called Timothy had possessed, see Paul's talking to Timothy right now, and Timothy had possessed eternal life since he had first been saved. But Paul is urging him here to claim its benefits in greater fullness. You see, God is calling all of us from the moment we're saved, God is calling all of us into our best life. He calls us all into our best life. See, he has a plan and a purpose for every single person in this room. He's got gifts. He's got, he's got everything and it's good. The life he has for you is good. And 
the moment we give our hearts to Christ, he's going, come, look, I, I have purpose, I have plans to, to give you a hope and a future, everything. All, awesome town is along this track. Walk it, you know. And it, what, I, what, I, what I see here, and I, I love this imagery again, he doesn't say, um, it's not like, oh, great, you're saved. Here is your best life. Here is your best life. And it's not like he just gets your mouth and just jams your best life in. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't force feed us our best life. The, the imagery here is take hold. Take hold. And sometimes as Christians, we just expect everything to be so given to us on a plate because ultimately the greatest of all things was given to us on a silver platter almost you know what I mean so we've received eternal salvation and we did nothing for it all we did was engage with faith and all of a sudden we received all these things and that's great that's great but our best life is a journey. It's a. It's something that is um, made and won by choices, conscious decisions, conscious decisions. But the way that we do it is by faith. We 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 reach out and we lay hold of our best life by faith. Um, sometimes I remember for me it take it took faith just to believe this good life that God had for me. It's like, I don't really deserve this or that or anything like that. You know, what? Or it was sometimes, no, that's too crazy, God. I don't know if I really want, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do this. Our best life takes faith. We're on the month of faith. It takes faith. And so I see so many people's lives, and I loved Andrew preaching at the Yars. I loved it. If you missed his message that was preached this morning, look it up on the podcast. And I I, I love it. Um, But sometimes I see so many people, and I was talking about this at the end of your um, preach because you stirred something inside of me that I've seen a lot lately. And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of young people like gripped with fear in life. Gripped with fear about making a decision whether or not to do this or or to do that because I want to be in the will of God. I want to be in the will of God and I don't know if I should go here or go there or and there's no faith. There's no faith. And remember how I said God's got a plan and a purpose for everyone? Yeah, right. So in the Bible and I love when um Saundercock uh, Mark, he, he made note of this and brought it to my attention the first time, but in the Bible it says that God um, has plans to, to give you a future and a hope. And I love that there was an S on the end of plan, and it's like plural. You know what I mean? There's plans. There's, there's backup plan. There's, there's plan A. There's plan B. You know what I mean? Don't worry about stuffing up when it's a, a decision like, should I work at Macca's or KFC? Because... If I work at Macca's, I might not be in the will of God. Just, just choose one and do it. 
I don't know why I've gone off on this tangent. I'm so sorry. But no, come on, yeah, yeah. Where am I? I've just gone way off the track here. Um, I love the imagery, yeah. Take a hold of your best life. It takes a decision. You, you know, this imagery, to grab a hold of something, it is to, to actually reach out, open your hand, grip a hold of whatever it is, and take it. You know what I mean? And we, we, that's what it is for our best life. Some of us are called to do incredible things, but we're so afraid to do them. Some of us are called to be lawyers and do incredible things with law. Some of us are called to, you know, be business people or some of us are called to be preachers or, or ministers or, 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 you know, missionaries. And we, we, we get so afraid, but no, don't be afraid. Remember, God is big and he's loving you. Just go after your best life with faith because when you put your trust in God, God will pull through every time. Um. And just moving through this, I, I know I've only got one scripture up, but there's a lot in it for me. I was like, wow, we're in a fight. And there's a, there is an eternal life to which we were called to. And each eternal life that we have is so unique and has so many cool blessings along the way. And, and we're to grab a hold of it, grab a hold of it by faith. Um, I love also the, the legendary story, and, and we've, we've heard a lot of it, of Caleb and Joshua, when they um, went out with the 12 spies to, to assess the land of Canaan. And a lot of, the to- a lot of times, um, many preachers have used the analogy of Canaan and your best life sort of being uh, a good analogy for, for one another. And um, so they've gone out there, they looked at Canaan, they know that God wants them to have Canaan. They know that. Um, and it's the land flowing with milk and honey. It's the promised land. It's their, be- their best life is in Canaan. And they're looking at it and like 10 of them are just so afraid. These spies that got sent out to look at the land get to get ready to take it. They're all there. And, and 10 of them are coming back going, oh my goodness, there's no way we can do it. All this negativity. And they're like, oh, we're grasshoppers, they're giants, their beds are massive. That proves that they're giants. Like, we're not, we're not just making this up, they have massive beds. And, you know, but I love, I love what um, Caleb and Joshua did. And let's just quickly keep that up there. I'm just going to read through it in numbers. You can write it down if you want. Um, where are, whoa. That's a lot of unnecessary stuff there. I should file that away into the archives a few pages back. Um, let's, I'm just going to go to Numbers 13. I just want to quickly read out uh, some of this because I just love their perspective. They knew that that's where their best life was. Um, I'm just going to read uh, 13.30. And it says it's Caleb after everyone's just been oh we, we can't go there it's too dangerous <laughs> then Caleb signs the people you can imagine him he's like listen to these wieners it's like Andrew Flaxman I I can't I would hate to yeah, oh my goodness I can imagine him 
sitting in a room with everyone saying, oh, look, you know, uh, I don't think we can do this as a church. You know, I don't think we can do that. Or I'm, I'm a little bit afraid to give this amount. Or, oh, you know, and I can imagine Andrew like Caleb going, oh, my gosh, God has told us this is where we're going. And you're dogging it right now. Stop. I can imagine Andrew just in his head just going, I can't believe this. What are these? Anyway, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But then they started talking about beds again and all that kind of stuff and big. And, you know, and it, but Caleb was fired up. He was ready. And then, and then Joshua in uh, 14, uh, chapter 14, in, where was it? Verse 7 to 9, he, he says, um, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. Your best life, church, is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, which he is, thank you, Jesus, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Come on. Come on. That land is exceedingly good. Our best life is exceedingly good. There may be obstacles in the road, but we've got to go by faith. We've got to move and we've got to lay hold of our best life by faith. Don't be afraid of your best life. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird? Some of us are afraid to live our best life. It's a, it's, and it's not uncommon. It's, it's very much not uncommon. Some of us are genuinely afraid of living our best life. And I, I, I know what that's like. But God is there and, and this land, this best life that he has for us is exceedingly good. Yeah. It's like we go through this moment where we, we stop faith. Faith all, all of a sudden leaves the equation right. and it becomes impossible. But when we engage God with faith, it all seems to be possible. It all seems to be possible. I love that we're doing this month on faith. Because where we're headed as a church will need faith, okay? Our exceedingly good land as a church is going to take not Joshua and Caleb, it's going to take all 12 or, or all of us to have a good report, to assess our vision that we've, we've put forth, to assess that vision, and we need a good report of faith. Because I believe God wants all of us to go there. I don't think that God just wants Joshua and Caleb to go there. He doesn't want just Phil and Julie to go to this land. He wants all of us to go there. And how are we going to go there as a church when we all engage the proposition that God is calling us to by faith? By faith. Because when we don't, as a church, where we're headed, if we don't engage with faith, we will be shaking in our boots and we will say, we can't do it. Right. The giants are there. Their beds are huge. <laughs> with big pillars. <laughs> Mike Myers fans will know what I'm talking about. 
It, but when we engage with faith, it becomes possible. It becomes possible. Thank you, Lord. This is for all the Oldfield girls. Where are you? Yeah. Woo! You don't do that whilst you're preaching. I know because I hate it when preachers do an inside joke and I don't know. I'm like, what's the point of that? Now I don't know something that is just... It's obviously funny, but I don't know it. So I apologize for that little inside joke, and I'll work towards never doing an inside joke up here again, unless it involves Andrew. (laughs) Oh, oh dear. Okay, so now I'm just going to go to the last part, because I think we're getting it. I think that after a month on faith, we're getting to understand faith, what it is, what it can do, how important it is for us. And I'm just going to bring something for those of us that are a Christian. I'm just going to highlight something that a lot of us already know. But if you're in here tonight and you do not have a relationship with God, you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, hopefully you'll get to see how all these people... Um, got a relationship with God and, and, and get a bit of a deeper understanding of what it is that makes a Christian a Christian. So the last part of this says, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I, I once made a good confession in the presence of... Actually, it was not many witnesses. It was just Pastor Phil, <laughs> who I thought was a bus driver and not a pastor. He was on a covert mission um, in, in disguise of a bus driver. <laughs> um, so this, this part here is speaking about the moment that Timothy... So, when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses, Paul's speaking about the moment that Timothy put his faith in Jesus Christ and acknowledged him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Um, whilst we're on faith, Hebrews 12.2 calls Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. When we simply put our faith in Christ Jesus, that's it. When we simply put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are connected to God and are made righteous before him. Crazy guy with the weird thingy, what is, what is this? I am made righteous before him. What are you even talking about? I'm just going to quickly use this, which is the, the word of God, to explain it. You know, I've done a, almost done a degree in theology, and I've sat under some very wise Bible scholars, guys that have been studying the word of God for 40 years straight. And I had one of these guys who was so old and spent so much time just weeping 
as he held the Bible, he's going, I can't believe it. How God continues to bless my life after 40 years of studying that word. He goes, God still blows me away with his love, with his goodness whenever I read the word of God. It's such a, this thing, we've got we to get in it and respect it for what it is. Um, Romans chapter 3. So when we simply put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are connected to God and made righteous before him. I, I know that we've got Romans, so we can, we can throw that up now. Romans 3, and we're going to go to 22. The right, this righteousness from God that I, I'm talking about comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all of sinned, every one of us, fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely, freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. I'm just going to read that again. This righteousness that I'm talking about comes from God and it comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all those people that have and have chosen to believe in God by faith are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So I just want to put it out there. If we could get the um, band to come up just quickly. I just want to put it out there to, to, to those that are here tonight that have heard me talk about faith. There's, there's a, there is a good fight of faith. And there's a fight for our best life that God has ordained us to live. But all of that, all of this awesome town that I've explained, all of that starts, it all takes, it it all comes back to that time uh, when we made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. It It all came at the moment that we decided to not put our faith in anything else but to put it in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the lover of our soul Jesus Christ do you you know what do you know what it feels like I was talking about the presence of God before and if you're here and you you don't have a relationship with God it's like I don't really I, I don't think I really got it I could feel something but it didn't really make too much sense the, the, the feeling of being a Christian and knowing a God that loves me and knowing that this is the truth that I've been searching for is incredible. There's no... I can't... I can't put it into words. I can't put it into words. And the love that I've experienced is... It, to me, it's like... I know... I've been loved. I've had very, very good parents that have loved me and I know their love. I've got the best wife in the world and I know her love and I know how that makes me feel. And the way that they give me that love is through effort and through... They actually work at, at, at showing me this love. So it's not something that I just know because they've said it. It's something that I know because they've given it to me. In a, in a profound way 
but this love that I've been given by God, it's not something that, you know, you can't receive love unless it's really there. And that was the thing that got me saved. When I, when I, I entered into a relationship with God because I actually felt God's love. I felt God's love. It's a force that went right through me. It, it's not something that I could have imagined. I can't imagine. I, don't, I didn't know what the greatest love ever known was. I didn't know what it felt like. I didn't know what it looked like. But it invaded my world and changed my life forever. So I just want to put it out there. Why don't we all stand, church? If you're here tonight and you want a relationship with God, if you're here tonight and you want to engage with faith into your best life, I would love, I would love for you just to raise your hand so I can see. If you want a relationship with God, could I just get you to raise your hand? high so I can see it. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. I'm just going to give it a, another another 10 seconds because I want to pray for some people anyway. God loves you. If, you, if you're not a Christian here, I just, I just hope that you know this. God loves you and is for you. He loves you and is for you. And there's an opportunity right now to have a relationship with Him. The one that knows you better than anyone else. The one that created you. The one that holds your future and your best life in the palm of His hands. His, it's, his hand is outstretched to you right now. And he's not asking you to become perfect. That's the, that's the thing. He's not asking you to become perfect. He's just asking you to believe. That's what faith is. It's to believe that God is there, that he is good, and that he loves me, and that he has the power to forgive me of all my sin because of the beautiful work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. He's not asking you to be perfect. He's just asking you to believe. Is there anyone in the house? Last time, just lift your hand. That's great. That's great. Well, church, I'm so excited. We're in a season of learning faith right now. We're in a season of letting our faith be stirred and letting it rise. But God never does things for no reason. He never does things for no reason. Why? It's, it's, not, it's by no mistake that He's stirring our faith in this time right now because we are moving into the good fight to see our our best life achieved in C3 Tubra. And it's going to be exciting. And by faith, we will get there. By faith, we will get there. As we unite together as a church, believe God and the words that He has spoken over us, we're going to get there. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. Never forget this season that we've been in. Remember what faith is. Remember what faith does. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's faith.